0: Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzer Cast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: Everybody, welcome back to Wayne's Mom's Basement. This is Lenial Cannon. I'm Kira,
2: and I'm Adam. And uh, I want to ask real quick, who's who's Wayne and who's Garth between the two of
1: us? Okay, I was trying to figure it out, and <laughs> the only thing that I could come up with, I feel like whenever there's like a duo in a movie, like I always try and like figure out like which one's which, but I feel like we like switch back and forth depending on what movie it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm honestly Wayne most of the time, and you're garth most of the time
2: mm-hmm. um, but like most things it like shuffles like per yeah. situation and like movie, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but also another thing that I put down is that we need like a get a look at this guy cam for the pod, like whenever I like ramble <laughs> on for too long about something uh, That's yeah, great. so. Uh, this week um we watched wayne's world (laughs) yeah
2: and we are well the person that brought it to us is my good pal um wayne's world expert i would say um if she wants to introduce herself
3: yes i'm putting that on my resume thank you adam thank you kira nice to meet (laughs) you kush bakhti and i am hopefully known to many of you as the wayne's world expert and i'm honored to be with you guys today and talk more about my favorite movie ever oh
2: okay see i knew it was one of your favorites but i i was not aware it was your absolute favorite
3: i think it especially after this rewatch so i'm excited to hear what you guys think about it too
1: yeah, I like only just saw it for the first time last year. And after rewatching it tonight, I am like, this is like the funniest movie. Like, it genuinely made me so happy to watch it again. Like, I was just laughing out loud. Like, I don't think there's anything more wholesome except for the second one to me. Like,
3: no. nothing makes me happier. <laughs> Ugh, the comedic timing too, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's just like an SNL sketch," but I'm like, "No, there's actually like thought and process into it." And I was like, actually like laughing out loud, not just like the little air snort, you know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like, um, we, I thought I had mono for a year, but I was just bored.
1: <laughs> I literally have that on my phone. Like, I like screen recorded that scene, and I just watch it every so often. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Uh, it's so cool. Um, yeah. I'm so happy to be covering a Mike. Well, Adam, do you want to <laughs> before I start talking about Mike Myers? Yeah. yeah.
2: Let's let's like let's get the two second clip out of the way first before Kira hogs an entire hour talking <laughs> about Mike Myers. Um so yeah, I have like very I don't know, like not like super nostalgic memories for this movie. It was just kind of a thing that I don't know like I feel like if you're like a 12 year old boy and you watch this you're gonna quote it to some capacity throughout your life and it's a movie I watched like I would say three or four times in my lifetime and every time I revisit it it just holds up equally well and yeah I think the first time I saw it was like I was 12 or 13 and yeah it, I like it's just a movie that I've always loved um, And Rewatching it today, I, like it hasn't really changed. Um, I think Kira, as a person, has given me greater insight into Mike Myers um, as a comedian and a personality and an actor. So um, I was able to look through it through the post uh, Mike Myers Movie Club lens today, which was fun. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great rewatch.
1: Yeah. So Mike Myers, um, as a lot of people know, um, is the most important person in my whole life. Um, I watched Austin Powers the first week of the pandemic with a bunch of friends. And then I was like, why not? Every week we watch a different Mike Myers film. So we watched every single thing that Mike Myers has ever appeared in. Um, And I like Stockholm Syndrome to myself into developing a massive crush on Mike Myers. So... (laughs)
3: Adam is okay same though but like (laughs) no I think I was quiet about it when I was younger Kira. but I feel like I'm more like loud and proud about it (laughs) yeah I feel like it's like a thing now to like be like actually this
1: actor's hot but I'm like "Mm," like I I think also like with Mike Myers filmography it's like being a zillennial I feel like I was like too young to watch like Austin Powers when it like came out and stuff and I was like oh like that's like something that like weird people quote and like think that they're funny and like specifically (laughs) this and like Bill and Ted and stuff I was like oh like it's just like gross guys that like quote it and they're like annoying but then I watched them and I'm like they're actually the most like wholesome and funny things in the whole world and it makes me so happy So, I'm just so glad that like this exists, and I'm so glad that like Mike Myers exists. Like, literally, we had an episode on here where we like recovered Cat in the Hat because I felt like guilty and bad for like being mean about it. So, yeah, that's my relationship with Mike.
2: Um, yeah, that's just ridiculous, I want (laughs) to say. no i think because <laughs> no, i told kira yesterday i told her i will like not only will i bonk you but i will restrain you if need be like we're not like we're, like it's just completely feral here lately um but <laughs> um but before we go fully into the the mike myers rabbit hole uh in in regards to kira lissa i'm curious what are your like memories with this movie
3: yeah, I know because I was trying to think about it now too because it's been such a staple in my life for so long and just like everyone's like, you know, knows me as just like this weird girl who like is obsessed with Wayne's world. So it's kind of like I was trying to backtrack too when I was watching it and I was like, where did it start? Because I grew up loving SNL, but you know, like when the, I think when the film came out, well, when the film came out, I was I'm like, I think, no, I wasn't born yet. So it's kind of like, I wonder how it trickled in, but I think it's when like, you know, I was, like, 15, 16, just first discovering SNL, and, like, every weekend was, like, hoping my mom would fall asleep by, like, 11 on Saturday so I could, like, turn on <laughs> SNL and, like, fully watch it. And then there was that one weekend where she fell asleep when I was, like, 16, and I got to watch, like, the full episode of SNL. Also, Kira, I'm so sorry. Is that a Phantom Thread photo in the background?
1: Yeah, it's a drawing.
3: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I got my Phantom Thread shirt on, so I had to comment about that. But... Long story short you know growing up loving SNL I think when I discovered it I was like let me do a little bit of research and I think I discovered Wayne's World and then I discovered you know the sketches and that made me want to watch the movie so I remember watching it pretty early on and I think my dad and my uncle like loving the 80s loving Mike Myers and all of them like had a huge influence too so it's kind of like a staple growing up and it just like was interweaved in my life, and I just, like, showed everyone that I could because I loved Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, and I still do, but I think just being an SNL kid is, is how I discovered it. I feel like being obsessed... I feel like being obsessed with SNL is lineal canon.
0: Like, yeah. because
1: I feel like we lived through, like, one of the great eras of SNL.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, I mean, like, not to, like, make boomers mad or something, but, like... <laughs>
0: Really
1: did. Um, yeah like the lonely island and stuff i feel like it's just like so zillennial
3: i know or being able to yeah. quote the island go ahead adam
2: oh no i was just gonna say like i think um like that uh, i would say like the 2010 to like 20 no i'd say like 2008 to 2012 like that kind of era of snl was just like that's the one that i'm like nostalgic for like i'd say like jason sudeikis fred armison kristen wigg and uh uh, probably forgetting somebody uh, like the Seth Meyers era, even like mm-hmm. just very nostalgic for that. And in that, I mean, I still watch SNL um, to this day. Like I'd never miss an episode. I, I don't feel the same way that I used to, of course, but I think that's just like a generational thing where know, it's, it's like it's everyone. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, everyone has their era that they grew up with. And I think that's good. Like, that's a good thing, but I, like, to me, that's, like, the era, is that, like, what Kira mentioned, like, the Lonely Island kind of era, that was, like, the best. Yes. But it's interesting to, like, look at this movie as an SNL movie, because I, like, never associate it as that. Like, I think that's interesting. Like, I mean, I know it started as an SNL sketch, but, like, this, this movie just evolved so far past that, that it's funny to think that it started as style.
3: I was actually watching uh, Barb and Star go to Del Mar on the airplane. And, like, all the Letterbox reviews were like, oh, this is just a really bad SNL sketch. And, like, I get where they're coming from with that comment. I personally love the movie. But, like, for me, like, those type of movies, like, they, they are, like, this is an actual SNL sketch. And, obviously, it's a movie based off of it. But they did so much more with it. Yeah. I, mean, I I'm really curious for those that were, like, actually live watching Wayne's World on SNL like how they thought you know that went from the movie but for me it's like it's not just a sketch like it's a well thought out movie like Kira was saying earlier too like with a, the with a plot point and like genuine friendships and like genuine character arcs. so it's like for me it's more than an SNL sketch they just got lucky that it was based off a of sketch you know that was like the pilot and they got to you know what I mean that's how I view it in my opinion
2: yeah yeah, absolutely, because, like, I, I was talking to Lisa about this, like, before we started recording. Like, my mom showed me a bunch of SNL movies, like, as a youth, and, like, one that, like, stuck out to me, not because it was good, be- but because, um I guess just the concept was uh, Coneheads. Um, that was, like, a big one uh, for me, and, like, I thought it was, like, a bad movie back in the day, but it was, like, I don't know, it was, like, interesting to see like that like really stretch out into a movie but like in a bad way it's like the complete opposite of Wayne's world where like that fits the theatrical like I don't know like it just like it fits a movie well and Coneheads like just doesn't like that's an awful movie um I feel like I'm missing some other SNL movies too like I know there's other ones but um MacGruber's amazing
3: yeah That'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah. Oh, there's, a movie show. Sorry. there's already a movie, right? Yeah, McGruber
2: the movie is, like, amazing. Uh Like, one of the funniest movies
3: I've ever seen, I think. Oh my gosh. You need to watch it.
1: I feel like we should make merch that says, like, a Lorne Michaels production on it.
2: Um, yes. Super Yaki, are you listening?
1: Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that it's also, like, Adam, you're gonna, you're gonna bonk me for, like, just speaking right now, but I think it's the Mike Myers of it all, like, he's just such a talented writer, and I know for a fact that he's, like, the most difficult person in the world to work with, because he is, like, so protective over, like, his characters and his writing and stuff, um, so, like, him and Lauren would, like, fight and stuff like that, um, but yeah, I think a lot of it just has to do with like the writing and um I actually read um the screenplay for the Sprockets movie and it's legitimately like one of the funniest screenplays I've ever read in my life. Like and the reason why it wasn't made was like because Mike was so difficult to work with.
2: I'm just imagining Mike as like a Reynolds woodcock, like behind the scenes. <laughs> oh my uh God. Perfect tie Sounds
3: great for me. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no. What did I just do to Kira? I just <laughs> somehow made her more interested in Mike. I don't know how I did it. But. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think, like, even though I, like, want to bonk Kira every time she, like, just simps her <laughs> Mike, it's... The the truth is, yeah, he's like an undeniable talent. And that's something that like echoes through pretty much anything he does, like literally, like, even his worst movies, like even like, you know, Austin Powers three, or like, I mean, I love it, but the cat in the hat is not his most well received movie. You can tell, like, at every rate, like, he is giving his all to what he's doing. Like, even just as a performer, the way he performs, like, even, okay, even the Love Guru, which is, like, an objectively terrible movie, he is giving everything he has to the performance. And that is beyond admirable, I think.
1: Why did you just list the third Austin Powers movie as one of his worst movies? It's the worst Austin Powers movie, but it's not his worst movie by any means.
2: I didn't say it was his worst movie.
1: You said even his worst movies. Like I Austin think it's Powers.
2: like least well received movies. I had not like an ex okay, I didn't attend every episode of Mike Myers movie club, Kira, so I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> So All I'm right. just going off of what I know, but no, I think Goldmember is like fine. Like it's it's a decent movie.
1: It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to someday cover Austin Powers.
2: Yeah, we know. I. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> so. <laughs> just like okay, Grandpa. <laughs>
1: okay, Grandma. Let's get you to bed. <laughs> Okay, so Wayne's World. We open with the curse Rob Lowe. Um, oh my gosh. He's so punchable in this movie. He is like, he just appears in things. And I don't like him. <laughs> <sighs> he um He's actually like very good friends with Mike in real life, which is interesting. He's also in Austin Powers with him. Oh, it's kind of upsetting their good
3: friends. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was, like, on Rob Lowe's podcast, and it was, like, one of the only new mic contents we got out of the pandemic, so.
0: Mm.
2: New mic no, content. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done bullying you. I just had to point that out. Um. Oh. <laughs> um yeah, but... He, that's. I mean, I forgot Rob Lowe was in this. Honestly, like I remembered the character perfectly, but I forgot that it was Rob Lowe playing
3: yeah. him. Yeah, he um, does play him well, though. To be to be fair,
2: yeah, yeah. He um. Well, it's interesting because like seeing his like Parks and Rec character, and like I think um, you know, being a Parks and Rec fan, I always like associated him with like that such a nice character from that. So, like to see him be like a total asshole in this movie, it's like, oh yeah, he does that like really well, and um, no, he's like a perfect like uh perfect villain for this movie he, he's he like he shines uh as much as I hate to admit it yeah, he
1: has he has a good he has a good uh corporate villain energy
2: um, that's my favorite part of this movie, honestly is all the like corporate jokes and like the merchandising and, like, all that shit. Like, that's, like... It's so fucking funny.
3: The Pizza Hut thing? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Pizza Hut thing is, like... That... I think that is my favorite bit of the entire movie. Just because it... It just lands so perfectly. It is, like, the most precise comedic timing I think I've seen in, like, any movie ever. And it's just so endlessly clever. And, like, in the 90s, that wasn't, like, a very prominent thing like that was something like breaking the fourth wall is not like a new concept but like directly addressing product placement was kind of new and mike myers did that often actually like this cat in the hat i think austin powers does it like that's i think that's fascinating (laughs) honestly
1: you know i have to say um (laughs) (laughs) after studying so much um he has a lot of critiques of, like, capitalism in his movies, especially ones that he specifically writes. And he always, like, makes, like, mm. like jokes, like, positively towards, like, socialism and communism. And it's, like, very funny. Um, like, it's, like, implied that Austin Powers is, like, a communist. And then, like, I think in the second Wayne's World, like, they go to, like, a communist bar, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but then the whole thing with Alice Cooper and this, where he's like, they're the first town to elect like two socialist mayors. And Wayne's like, this guy knows how to
0: party.
3: This film is also pretty woke. Like when I was for like its time, you know, like I was watching it and like when they, when they, when the police shows up, he really said A cab and was like, smells like bacon. <laughs> and then when like his <laughs> girlfriend gets like, a gun rack, he's like, dude, I don't even have. Have a gun, and then like you know, we got a we got a leading babe of color. Like the film's very woke for its time, and we got a women director. Like Penelope crushed it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's
3: one of my favorite lines of the movie. Is what am I gonna do with the gun rack? I don't even
2: have eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let alone a set of guns to justify yeah. a gun rack.
3: <laughs> so portable. I say no stairway to heaven all the time, even when it's not relative in the conversation. yeah um I think like honestly like the
1: way I looked at it when I was younger when I was like oh there's no use in like watching this because it's just a bunch of like like guys like whatever and I think that like the like the similarities between like this and like Bill and Ted is that like even though they like quote-unquote like objectify women or whatever like it's like they do it in like the most like wholesome way right yeah. the swing
3: oh my god
1: yeah. and like he like he like learns cantonese for her and like so he can like, talk to her and like like he's almost like she's so hot because she's so powerful and talented like
3: <laughs> and he learns cantonese before they date like just to ask her out i'm like yeah. the bar is so low but it's still impressive <laughs>
2: um I think the hardest I laughed rewatching it today is that bit when uh, he's speaking Cantonese, but then he stops and he just goes silent and the sub pedals keep going. I was laughing my ass off today. Like some of that shit in this movie is so incredibly funny. And I also want to mention, I watched Wayne's world two tonight, um, which I haven't, I don't even know if I've fully ever seen it. Like I know I've seen all of it, but in spurts before, and I but I haven't rewatched really it in almost 10 years. And there's a lot of jokes from the first movie that carry over to that one like perfectly. Like between the Cantonese bit and like um like like all the cameos from the first movie, like coming back to the second one. Like it it's a perfect sequel, honestly. Like it's really good.
1: Do you understand why I cry at the end?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's the beautiful. It's beautiful.
3: <laughs> the first that don't like this movie sorry to cut you off here no
1: it's okay i was just gonna say the first time i watched it and there was like the like new order like needle drop i literally was like sitting there with like my hands over my face like being like there's no way that they're playing like one of my favorite songs right now as like mike myers is like running to get the girl
3: like <sighs> it's so good i just want to like I don't, I need to talk to people who don't like the movie, because I feel like we all like the movie, but I'm literally trying to think of something, like, critical to say about it. And, like, I really don't know if I can. Like, would you guys say it's a cult, like, classic, Wayne's World? Y- y- kind of. I mean,
2: it's weird, because, like, y- on the one hand, yes. Yeah. But on the other hand, it was a commercial success. Like, and right. it's one of those things where it was so pop. Like, the SNL sketch was so popular that they had to greenlight the movie. So, like... I I guess it feels like one, but on the surface, I guess it isn't since it was such a big success.
1: Yeah, I think it could just be considered like a classic at this point. Um, But it's interesting because like going back to the whole like corporate, um, the corporateness of it all, like in comedy, I think that's like, Adam, you brought it up in like Mike Myers like comedy but I feel like in like the 90s and 2000s that was like a big um it started to become like a big thing and when I was watching this I was reminded like this is like a very similar plot to like Josie and the Pussycats (laughs) and a very similar like delivery it's just like in a different style and a different like comedic like tone but I feel like that is very present in, like, films that we watched when we were younger. It's just being, like, don't sell out. Like, just be who you are. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's just, like, a big message that we were always consuming in our youth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But there's, like, something I would say even more honest about this one. And, like, it goes hand-in-hand with, like, the way that it like literally like tears down like commercialism and like advertisements where it's like it goes like the extra mile to just except from saying like, oh you know, be yourself, be true to your art. It's like, no, like literally like say no to commercialism, like laugh at product placement, like actually like like one of my favorite scenes is like when Bill Murray's brother is on their show and they have <laughs> he has like all this stuff like written on the cue cards. Um it's just it's really delightful. And it's like it goes the extra mile with that message, I think. It doesn't just stop, like I feel like a lot of movies do, like halfway. Like, it goes all the way with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, they can... I don't know. Like, I think this kind of... Um, like, I feel like Garth being, like, the best friend who's, like, silent and stuff like that, like, there would almost be... Like, a scene where, like, Wayne would, like, diminish him in some way or anything. And, like, I feel like they never treat Garth as, like, being, like, dumb or, like, lesser than. Like, yeah. he, like, very much has his own, like, world and his own, like... I Like, I don't know. They never treat him as, like, one-dimensional. And I think that's kind of cool, too. Because in any other film, I feel like, where it's, like, the best friend and, like, the sidekick or whatever. Like, they're almost treated as equals. They just, like, deliver in different ways. And I loved um, all of Garth's, like, asides to the camera. Like, especially when he's, like, oh, look over there, and the camera moves away, and he just starts, like, sprinting away. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like, too keen on Dana Carvey, but I think that this, like i i like garth as a character i really do
2: um one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he like drops the pen and he like the camera like lowers with music does this feel like a little fishy to you guys (laughs) (laughs) like why is he bringing contracts like that is it's just so fucking funny like um and i love um wait i why am I blending the two movies together? I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the second movie. But at the end where, like, um, Wayne is, like, being a jerk and the camera's, like, trying to leave him. And yeah. he's, like, saying, like, no, don't, don't leave. Wait, I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, he, like, it's so funny. These movies are, like, legitimately clever.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, it's funny that Kira brought it up earlier where it's, like, these were kind of, like, looked at as, like, dumb bro comedies. Yeah. But there are really so much more and I and the wholesomeness of it is also like a very prominent factor in that where I feel like that's why they stand the test of time I mean not that crude comedies can't stand the test of time but like something about wholesomeness and like legitimate heart definitely go a long way in uh in maintaining like a, a like a place in pop culture I think
3: also can you imagine being on how like being on that set like how fun it was like Chris Farley was there like Alice Cooper, like, man, I would do anything to be on that set. I feel like it was so fun.
2: Yes. I, yeah, I forgot that Farley showed up in this movie, and his role is so funny. Um, I mean, Farley in general is just, like, one of the best comedic performers, like, that's ever lived. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, that's another thing. It's, like, it's infectious how much it seems like everyone is having a great time making this movie. Mm -hmm. And, I love that like it, it's so nice to like feel that energy kind of like radiating in pretty much every frame that you're watching
1: yeah my favorite movies are the ones where it feels like everybody had a good time and everybody's friends with each other
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I'm I- looking at um the director now she also did the Little Rascals mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Um, which I have not seen in like I would say 20 years I think
1: um, I used to love uh, that movie so much
2: I did too but I don't remember it like at all um, like I, I like watched it one time as a kid maybe twice but I cannot remember and now like seeing that she directed it it makes me want to like revisit it
1: well there's that TikTok audio that's like going around with like Darla mm-hmm. the, the, um, the quote from the movie and I, like sometimes with TikTok audios, I'm like, does anybody know like where's this actually from? Like it's like a like a remixed, um, like a remixed Little Rascals quote, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: That's just how it goes. Sometimes you just like the most random thing you can imagine turns into yeah. a TikTok audio and has a new life because yeah. of it. And I yeah. think that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how long before, like, the Wayne's World revival on TikTok?
3: Ugh. i was crying. The The what? Super Bowl ads with Uber Eats? Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I literally was, like, that was, like, the only other, so the only other mic content that we got, like, it was, like, so confusing because Jimmy Fallon, like, we found out, collectively as a movie club the Mike Myers movie club um we found out that this ad was a thing because we're very aware that like there's beef between like Mike and Dana and um we didn't know that they still liked each other because to get to the bottom of the beef um so Sorry, I like got sidetracked. Um to get to the bottom of the beef, uh when they were both on SNL, um Dana Carvey would do an impression of Lorne and Mike began to copy that impression and it is apparently allegedly the impression is what he used like for the character of Dr. Evil is Dana Carvey's <laughs> impression of Lorne. And that's what Dana believed, and he, like, said on, like, Howard Cern that, like, it, like, took, like, years of therapy to, like, get over, and it, like, was not, like, he, like, played it off as, like, joking, but it did not seem like he was joking. So, yeah.
3: Um. <laughs> I know that.
1: Yeah. So then um, they had, like, a reunion at the Oscars, I think, to announce, like, Bohemian Rhapsody being, like, up for, like, an Oscar or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then one day we found out through Twitter because Olivia Rodrigo, Stan Twitter, was tweeting, like, I think, like, Jimmy Fallon was trending or something, and, like, we, like, clicked on it. And uh, it was, like, screenshots of, like, A banner from the NBC website or like Jimmy Fallon's website or whatever, and it was from Olivia Rodrigo's stand accounts being like Olivia Rodrigo is the guest and also Mike Myers and Dana Carvey like they were like also in the screenshot and we were like what the fuck what so yeah that's like we were like what's going on what's going on and like I feel like around the Super Bowl it's very easy to get like kind of like duped because it's like I'm not like a sports fan so like I always forget like when the Super Bowl is I know so like all these like actors will be like hanging out and stuff and it's like what are they gonna announce like what's
3: going on and it's like oh it's just a Super Bowl ad (laughs) I know I got so excited because they teased it during an SNL for like the first time I saw they they teased it during an SNL show and I was like wait what is this I got so excited and then I was like oh it's kind of (laughs) lame yeah yeah
2: uh, I, I mean, it, it got, like, a decent laugh out of me. Uh, like, I thought the uh, like the way it spliced in the audio, like, to, like, whatever city was kind of clever. But, like, like, it was nice to see it, I guess, but it kind of reminded me that, like, oh, yeah, I don't need any more Wayne's World content. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's harsh, but it's kind of like, I'm good with the two movies and the miskits that we have. Um, yeah. Wait, wasn't there, like, a, a sketch on... Um, the, the 40th anniversary of SNL or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought um, I remembered
1: that. Yeah, I'm glad that, like, Mike isn't the kind of person to, like, kind of, like, cash in on, like, nostalgia because he's so protective over his, like, characters and stuff. And even, like, they've been saying for years, like, that there's like an Austin Powers 4 script but it's apparently like not even about Austin Powers it's about like Dr. Evil Um, but personally I would want Austin Powers 4 that's the only thing that I'm kind of um, really like rooting for over here but
2: like do yeah you, I think do you want it because it's like like I mean yeah like in theory I want it but it's like but do we wanna see it like 20 years later? Like
0: kinda.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's such a good writer. Like I don't imagine it being bad. Like Austin Powers 4 is gonna make money regardless of how weird it is. And if he's like he's also about to make a comeback, like he has like a mini-series coming out on Netflix where he plays like seven different characters or whatever. And they're all, like, new characters. Yeah, and he's going to be in David O. Russell's new movie. So I predict, like, a Brendan Fraser-type, like, wave coming, um, like, next year for him.
2: Well, that gets me more excited. Like, the the idea of, like, his own Netflix series, like, with original characters. Like, that's really cool to me because it makes me think that, like, he's still, like, having, like, those, those creative juices, like, flowing. Like, he's, like, still, like, eager to create new stuff. And that's really cool to me because uh, that's the most appealing part of like the first Austin Powers or like Wayne's World is like how original they feel, even if they were like to some extent, like based off something previously. Like, So, I mean, I don't like I I guess the only thing I have trepidation with with an Austin Powers for is like he's getting older. So it's like harder for me to imagine what it would even look like, you know, but I guess that would just add to the comedy so like i don't know i'm of like two minds about it yeah mm-hmm. um and also the guy who played mini meat passed away so that kind of like puts a damper on it too
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm. but hey i'll still see it
3: i was gonna say i said feel, like i feel like interested. yeah <laughs> he like
1: recently played dr evil like as, like, a bit on, I think, like, Jimmy Fallon or something, like, as, like, a joke, like, something about, like, the Trump administration. I don't know. Oh,
2: it was an SNL code open. Um, oh, was it? Okay. Or, like, I think he did it twice. I think once on Fallon, once on uh, SNL. But yeah, it was, like, oh, you think I'm evil? Look at Trump or something. And it's, like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, like, unfunny, but it was just kind of, like, okay, this is, like, what happens when NBC gets you to like, just do whatever they want. <laughs> like I don't know. Like maybe I'm being harsh on it, but there's times where like between that and the Uber Eats ad, it's kind of like, okay, like, sure. Go for it. Like, I'm glad you're making money, I guess. But yeah. yeah.
3: The sign's gone too far. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think, this one I this is one that I'm glad never got like a legacy sequel even because
0: yeah. like
2: Bill and Ted worked a little bit better than it had any right to honest with that third movie um because it really leaned into the age of it all but like I don't think and also like to what Kira was saying about like him and uh Danic Harvey's relationship I don't know how well it would work like and if Favorite came back to do one
3: I
1: mean, I'm assuming that they, like, made amends, but Mm -hmm. I want to say it was, like, the early 2010s is when Dana Carvey was talking about that in an interview. So, yeah, who knows? But, you know, they've been on a stage together before. They've been in a Zoom call hosted by Josh Gad before. Um, Oh,
2: no, not the Josh Gad Zoom call.
1: Yeah, the cursed Josh Gad Zoom call. Josh Gad has been hosting reunions called, like, Together Apart over Zoom, like, throughout the pandemic. Um, He clearly has not seen any of the movies that he is hosting the reunions of. But, you know, go off, Josh Gad. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: um, Enemy of the
2: pod. (laughs) So me and Kira are gonna have a huge fallout in about five years. And uh, then in 20 years, Josh Gad will bring us back together for uh the <laughs> Reunited. And he's gonna be the moderator and hashing it out uh together. So it's gonna be a live apart. global event. Yeah, together apart, <laughs> Kira and Adam. Live stream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if Josh Gad was on a Zoom call that I was in, I would simply hang up.
2: <laughs> All this disdain for 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 Olaf. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> That's just funny. Every time I think we're done with, like, Josh Gad discourse, Kira, Kira brings it back up. I think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, Kira, you, you had the hot take, if I'm not mistaken, that you prefer the second movie to this one, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, not that I, like, prefer it more or think that it's, like, better. I think that it's just, like, it's so rare to have a sequel that is, like, on the level, if not, like, slightly surpassing the first one. Because Mm -hmm. I think sequels work best, like, similar to, like, um, 22 Jump Street.
2: Yeah.
1: um, When they're kind of self-aware. And I think, and also, like, the second Bill and Ted, like, I feel like it's, like, when they, like, decide to go, like, more, like, wacky, like, I feel like the first one is just so simple, and, like, it's just such a, like, simple narrative, even though it is, like, wacky in, like, a lot of parts, um, I think when they just go completely unhinged, like, and I think there's, like, such good comedic writing in the second one, like, especially, like, I always think about, like, the extended, like, payoff of, like, you see, like, the guys, like, walking across the street with, like, the glass panes and the chicken, like, the chicken <laughs> and stuff, and then, like, half an hour later, he, like, runs through all of it, like, on the street, um, and, like, the YMCA scene, like, and another thing, too, like, the YMCA, I know that we're not covering the second one, but the YMCA scene, like, I feel like that's just an example of, like, in these movies like this and like bill and ted which like i obviously keep roping in with it it's like whenever you think a joke is about to get like offensive or like um being like oh god like where is this going like it just goes in the most like wholesome way possible
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like it just completely like is the most inoffensive like thing you could ever watch <laughs>
0: We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey, friends. Do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top-quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Supriyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Supriyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and shifts with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZELENIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout if the spirit moves you find them at superyaki.com. thank you so much Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode let's watch more movies guys
2: um listen like i know obviously that like you loved the first movie but i don't really know your thoughts on the second one like do you feel like similarly or is it like kind of like not even on the same level as the first one for you.
3: I should have watched it before. That's a that's one that I I also haven't seen probably in like 5 or 6 years. I think I just I've only watched it like two or three times to be honest, but that is a hot take Kira about it being but that's a good point too cuz it's so hard to make a sequel that like I think I would agree that Wayne's World 2 is pretty close to the first. I think just in terms of like nostalgia for the first time I did see Wayne's World, I would say I think I like the original better than the sequel, but that's not to say that the sequel is really freaking close for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think they are.
2: I well, I think I prefer the first movie, but yeah. like, I think they're pretty equal in terms of like quality. Like, I don't think there's really that drastic of a uh, decline in quality. I think the first one's maybe a little more consistently funny. Yeah, like. Um, but like, even that, I don't think it's like a bad thing per se. Like the second one does even wackier shit. And it like is more confident to like, let you hold on to like a comedic buildup, which I fucking admire. I like, that's like what Kira brought up about like that, like that 30 minute hack. Like it's like that takes balls to like, actually like try to even trust the audience to care about that. Right. and it pays off big time, and therefore I respect it like just as much as the first movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think Kira brought up the like great comparison to a uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. Like that's pretty perfect.
3: Cause... That's so funny you mentioned that, Kira, because like my roommate was like, "Can we watch Twenty Two Jump Street tonight?" Like randomly. So like, <laughs> I think that's a sign that to, to compare and and watch it again. So
1: similar energy, definitely. No. Yeah.
3: I actually haven't seen Bill and Ted, like, any of them, so... Wow. Right? I know they get compared a lot, too, so... Maybe it's time, and they're not as far as the Fast and Furious series, so I don't have as many movies to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the next one I need to give so I can compare them, too. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely
1: all be best friends. I'll say that. One time I made, like, a blingy edit of, like, all them hanging out in, like, Wayne's basement. (laughs) Wait, I want to see that later. (laughs) I'll definitely send it over. But,
2: Um, yeah.
1: I think they're just, like, the kind of guys that I'm, like, I would respect them. Like, they're just doing their own thing. I would, like, have a crush on them in high school, but I wouldn't say anything about it. Oh, yeah. I would just respect them for being, like, just do your own thing.
2: Um, Yeah, knowing, like, your taste, Alyssa, I think you definitely need to watch Bill and Ted, because, like...
3: I was gonna say. that,
2: Yeah, like, especially, like, how much you love Wayne's World. Like, not that they're, like, the same movie, but yeah. definitely, like, in the same ballpark. Yeah, like... I'm actually very surprised that you said you said that because wow, I know. Um Soon. yeah yeah please you have to and also uh, no I'm not gonna bring up Fast and Furious like you brought it up and I wanted to ask <laughs> you, know. you but I'm not.
3: sorry to bring it up I know it's a, a sensitive topic <laughs>
1: listen I have a whole episode here to talk about Mike Myers so Adam can bring up Fast and Furious it's okay
2: It's just every time. I think we're going to get through a week without me mentioning it. I just somehow do it. Like, what is this, like week 83 or something? Like where I just have brought it up. Something like like that, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) No, I think Bill, Ted, Wayne, Garth, and the familia would all get along perfectly. Like, can you imagine Wayne and Garth at the Toretto barbecue? Like,
3: come on. Wait. Now we need a, we need an edit of that or a TikTok edit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll like, start to workshop some
2: things. Well, like because you know, like Dom's cooking like on the grill and oh, Wade and Garth are performing. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Speaking this is of performing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam.
2: Oh no, I was just saying that's my head cannon. That's all. Okay.
3: <laughs> We needed. We needed. We'll. We'll make. We'll write up a fanfic after this. But, um, but speaking of performing, like we have to. We have to talk about like the iconic Bohemian Rhapsody scene and like how I Kira. You might know more than me, but there. This there was this like sixty minutes interview with Mike Myers, and I think he he talked about how like. The film came out a few months, I think, after Freddie Mercury's death, but he, like, watched a sample of it and laughed so hard that he, like, approved it for the film. And then I think I remember him saying, like, the song, like, was on the charts again for, like, weeks after that movie came out. And -hmm. then, like, didn't Mike, like, threaten to quit if the song didn't make the film?
1: Yeah, that was, like, one of the things is they tried to make it I don't remember what band it was, but, like, they were trying to almost do, like, a, like, vertical integration type thing where, like, they took, like, an artist that they were trying to, like... Like, they're, like, on, like, the same, like, label or something like that um, mm-hmm. as, like, the production or something I don't know. I don't know how uh, these things work. But, yeah, it was basically supposed to be something like that, and Mike's whole thing was, like... Um, that Bohemian Rhapsody was like something that like him and his brothers would like drive around like singing and listening to. And he wanted it to be more like realistic and it being like Bohemian Rhapsody and being something like a little bit older, Um, it kind of like gives them like a, I don't know, like a more not like relatable, but like it's like more like classic. Yeah. And that is something that he threatened to quit over. And, like, he has threatened to quit over many things in his career.
3: And then they were like, okay, well, actually, because of that reference, we'll put him in uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie as the music produ- music guy. And I was like, I love that.
2: <laughs> That's really fascinating, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah that 100. entire story. Yeah, I had no clue about any of that, actually. So, like, that was... A great ride to go through.
3: Um, What a a hill to die on, too. Like, I'll quit if Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't make it in the film. But just shows you gotta stick to your guns. Yeah, And
2: also, like, how right he is with his creative process. Because, like, I would argue that is probably the most iconic scene of the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, it's genuinely, like, incredibly shot and paced and, like, performed. And it just... um, Like, I don't know if it's, like, the same at, like, every... Sporting event, but every like Orlando Magic game that I go to, they play that. Like, they mix that into like the Jumbotron. Uh, like, they play Bohemian Rhapsody and they like edit that scene into it to like get the crowd going, like in the fourth quarter. And it's such a rush. Like, every time it happens, uh like they do it there and the hockey games and like everything. Like, it's, it's so fucking good. I was gonna like, say, like, it, it, if you
3: haven't seen the film, you probably resonate. You probably have seen the Bohemian Rhapsody scene though.
2: Exactly. It's, like, one of those things where, like, I feel like um, there's a lot of movies throughout pop culture that, like, like yeah, you should watch the movie. But, like, there are movies that, like, exceed, like, the feature film where, like, certain scenes or aspects just, like, live on forever. Like, I would say, like, Ghostbusters is a movie that even if you haven't seen it, like, you have seen it. If that makes sense, like um, Star Wars to an extent, it's like the imagery and the uh, iconography is like just even more synonymous than the story. And like, same thing with like Wayne's World, like the Bohemian Rhapsody bit, just the characters are like eternal, like genuinely. Um, (laughs) I might be the first person to compare Wayne's World to to Star Wars, but it, it, no, I think it's true. I think they're on like the same playing field. (laughs)
1: well they're star trek fans so i don't know how they'd feel about that if they um if they feel differently towards star wars
3: but you mike myers in an episode and in like in a, in a movie like a star wars movie like it's just a cameo i would die for that
2: i like i mean is he like a big sci-fi fan like you probably know this character
3: um
1: i don't think so, but he loves being put in like prosthetic makeup, so (laughs) um
2: (laughs) like as we know
1: from his whole career.
2: I actually didn't even piece that together, but that's kind of perfect. Like he would do he would fucking kill in Star Wars.
1: Something that was like incredible, like speaking of prosthetic makeup, was like over the course of like watching all his movies, like remembering that he was in Inglorious Bastards was like the best thing ever. Um Uh yeah and just like he he can just like disappear into a role and it's like incredible like i love him so much yeah,
3: yeah. a I very mean, sad like personal story too
0: yeah
1: yeah i recommend his uh his mark Marin episode it's on youtube
2: Ooh, i need to listen to that I, I love Marin, but i haven't listened to that episode
3: me too adam i love him
2: that's really the only, uh, and I, I, I see the irony in saying this on a podcast, but that's the only podcast that I listen to, and <laughs> um, but I somehow have not listened to that episode, so I, I need to get on that.
1: Yeah, it's, like, very, like, he's just, like, a very, like, family-oriented dude, and that's, like, why he kind of, like, disappeared for, like, a few years is because he just, like, had kids. And it's, like, very cute. He's, like, I love being a dad so much. And, like, all he ever talks about is his dad. Um, Like, especially in the Marin interview, like, that's where a lot of, like, the sad parts come in. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, really interesting, too, like, hearing about. Because, like, Wayne was, like, a character before he kind of, like, blew up and stuff. And, like, he, like, brought it to SNL. So that's also, like, something that's really interesting.
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to listen to that later, because, like, that's... Just, I honestly didn't even know that existed, so I need to, I need to get on that.
1: Um, I'll just download it and plug the audio into this episode. Like Yeah, just, episode. like, have
2: it be, like, three hours long. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Marin sues us. <laughs> um, I, like, but going to what you were saying about, like, him and makeup, like, I know the movie sucks, like, I know. But him and Bohemian Rhapsody... Like, the makeup in that and his performance is so good that I didn't know it was Mike until after I left the theater. I was like, wait, that was Mike Myers? Like, that just... Well, like, he's under, like, a ton of makeup, and they never, like, really address the fact that uh, he... Like, it's him. Like, it it looks nothing like him. Did obviously.
1: you want Rami Malek to say, hey, ain't that the bloke from Austin Powers? Oh,
2: my God, where did that come from? <laughs> what the fuck? What?
1: You said that they don't address it in the movie.
2: No, I know. I'm just saying. Where did that Freddie Mercury accent (laughs) come? Like, have you been hiding that from us for all these years?
1: Like, that was depths of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Recipe, Freddie Mercury. You would have loved Wayne's World. [S.] R.I.P.
2: Freddie Mercury. You would have loved Kira's impression of you. Um, (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> that's ridiculous, Kira. Um no, I think <laughs> Um Yeah, I like I mean I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I think that is like a very interesting can came- like I love the fact that that's a cameo. Like it's very like full circle. And like was he like a massive Queen fan? I'm guessing, right?
1: He's a huge fan of the Beatles. I don't know about Queen. He's he he might be because
3: he's a huge fan of Sparks and it has like a similar energy. Wait, I was so sad about the Bee Gees comment in the movie cuz I love the Bee Gees. What did he say? Like uh...
1: he, he was like if we wanted to make music that everybody or Led Zeppelin if they wanted to make music that everybody loved, then they would be the Bee Gees or something like that.
3: I laughed, but I do love the Bee Gees and so it made me sad, but I respect the I respect the joke enough to let it land. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, imagine if you
1: like, included, like, Sparks in... Okay, wait, okay, side note. um, So, Mike Myers' band, Ming-T, is, like, the fictional band within Austin Powers. And friend of the pod, Erin, told me this morning, she was like, wait, I need to tell you, like, because she and I have just been, like, binge-watching, like, Sparks videos and stuff like that. And she said that... uh. Mike Myers like in like additional footage was talking to Edgar Wright and he was like he said that his band used to cover the song Girl from Germany by Sparks and that's like one of my favorite Sparks songs and like she's like so his band like Ming-T like the fictional band from Austin Powers they used to cover Sparks and I I need that video footage like if anybody out there can help with that I just I need to know I need to see Mike singing Sparks
2: please give that for Kira cause she <laughs> will bring it up every episode moving forward until she <laughs> finds it um.
1: just like the most non zillennial thing ever like I'll just bring it up every single episode
2: yeah at the end of where we're like plugging our social media she'll be like and by the way about that video if anyone has it please <laughs> please DM me <laughs> um but i feel like this movie um it falls very greatly into the category of films that we've been talking about recently where it's like they're so good that it's hard to talk about them on the pod sometimes because it's like we're used to not even critiquing but just like clowning on movies we grew up with like agent cody banks last week like we got approximately like almost two hours out of Agent Cody Banks just saying, like, how stupid it was. Or, like, they were saying how stupid it was. I was saying it was fucking awesome. Um, but this is, like, an actual great movie. Like, there's nothing to clown on. It's just, like, literally talking about... It's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, um, it's not even ironically great. Like, it's actually great.
3: Yeah. What can you say bad about it? I mean, like, you can't even... You can't even shit on the cinematography the cast is great the music yeah
2: well that's a that's a big thing too it's like um i I would say edgar wright is like one of the few directors like that still makes comedies with like actual cinematography and style and um this movie has genuinely like good cinematography and good camera work and like genuinely like precise filmmaking and it's kind of like a breath of fresh air because considering and I love a lot of comedies that come out like in recent memory but they are very like standard like almost like b-unit direction like there's no flair or like personality behind the camera like I feel like a lot of comedies now are just like very celebrity driven or like they hinge on like ip references which isn't like always bad but like
3: are you talking about Free Guy? <laughs> free Guy. <laughs> free guy.
2: I, honestly, I wasn't, but that's a that's a great example. Um, like, I didn't, I, I thought Free Guy was, like, fun or whatever, but it was, like, that entire movie is made up of, I, I don't know, like, it has, like, a lot, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, no, it,
3: I, Yeah, when you said IP references, I was like, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the thing about Free Guy is, I would say, like, the first hour or so, I was, like, really, like, into it, because I was, like, This is, like, cute. It's, like, just Truman Show, but, like, it's, like, with a video game character. And then, like, without spoiling it, the third act goes, like, completely, like, Wreck-It-Ralph IP. And so, I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible or anything, but it's, like, yeah, okay, Disney, like, cool. Like, so, um, but... Yeah yeah I I completely get it like that and that's kind of sad though like the comedies are kind of going that way where it feels like you can't just have like an original concept or like fun idea or like flair direction like it has to be IP driven or um, have like a big like giant star behind it you know to even get it off the ground like I, I think that's a little unfortunate.
3: It's also yeah nice to see this film, like, not in New York or L.A. Like, Aurora is so random, I feel like. And I wonder, like, yeah. if those that are listening that are actually from Chicago, like, how they... It probably felt, like, nostalgic to watch the film a little bit, you know? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would love... I mean, I got to ask my mom about it, because she I know she told me, like, back when I first... Or she showed it to me, like... She saw this in theaters, and I have to, like, ask her about that, because sometimes I ask her about movies she saw in theaters, and I'm like, what was the crowd like? like That's what? so cool. Yeah, like, my mom, like, anytime I bring up a movie, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that at, like, 7 p.m. on an opening night or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to ask her about tomorrow, and I'll, I'll report back, but like we talk about that opt on the pot, like how awesome it would have been to like see something like opening night or like with a crowd. Um, I think the first time I brought it up was on our scream episode where I was like, I would like pay so much money just to be in that opening night audience for scream and like, just like hear and see the reactions from the audience. And honestly, yeah, same with this. Like I would kill to be with a audience full of people. Like, experiencing the highs of this movie for the first time. Like, how magical could that be? Like, to just, like, hear those jokes for the first time in a theater full of people. Like, genuinely incredible, I bet.
1: I'm pretty sure, I might be making this up, but there was, like, an anniversary screening at, like, the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences, Um, and... I think it was, like, Paul McCartney was, like, sitting next to Mike Myers or something. And, like, Paul McCartney was, like, obsessed with it. Um, let me fact check this.
2: She, uh, just completely lied. She, uh, she made that up off the top of her head.
1: No, wait, he was at the premiere. Oh, premiere of Wayne's World 2? Mm. but Mike was like that was like the most like anxious I've ever been and like Paul McCartney like loved it
2: it's it's really cute actually
1: yeah
3: (laughs) wait that's so cool
1: I just like have these random nuggets of like Mike information and I don't remember where they come from
2: (laughs) it's the pandemic baby you know you're just like spiraling at 2am
1: literally is the pandemic (laughs)
2: just like consuming all this information and you (laughs) have like no recollection of how you consumed it
1: the domino effect of like patient zero of covid to like me knowing like mike myers exact height and like his like uh seeing every single one of his films
2: (laughs) yeah i i will say over the pandemic um i this is Very kind of off topic, or whatever. Like while Kira was like looking into Mike Myers and like learning about him, I was like going down a rabbit hole, like conspiracy theory videos.
0: Jesus Christ.
2: And like, like, um, I watched like a whole two-hour documentary on DB Cooper, the dude who like jumped out of like the airplane and like robbed him with money, Uh, and uh, then like Loki came out and it told like it tried to say like Loki was DB Cooper, and I have never been, like, so fully validated for, like, going down that conspiracy theory rabbit hole than I was in those two minutes of Loki where they (laughs) they did that inside joke. So, yeah, I guess me and Kira's, like, bullshit over the pandemic did pay off to some extent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't don't really know what I'm getting out of knowing every single thing about my fire, but...
2: Well, I think it's... (laughs) <laughs> Happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I as much as I clown on you, Kira, I think it's, um, I think it's, uh, it's something all right. It's it's definitely cool. I think it's admirable.
1: I'm so glad that you admitted that. Is it just because we have a guest and you're being polite, or? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yes.
1: It's because the guest is
3: with you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, out of all people to stand, like Mike Myers is probably one of the best people to stand and know overtly important fun facts about yeah he'll yeah. never not as problematic i feel like he i i should probably i mean i should hold my tongue before anything happens but i
1: mean he did make the love guru so
2: oh
3: <laughs> <Roo>. <laughs> like, Can we I edit do... that? <laughs> yeah
2: yeah no i do remember seeing that uh I saw that opening night, and uh, God, no. I think I was, like, I think I was 10 years old when I saw it, and uh, I don't think I've ever been in a theater with, like, like, a packed theater for a comedy where, like, no one laughed the entire movie. Like, it was actually, like, <laughs> physically embarrassing, like, to be there for that movie. <laughs> um,
1: I feel like we might have to cover it someday, because I have a lot to say about it
2: do
1: you no I literally do like I really <laughs> think that there is a good movie in there at its core and it just does everything
2: wrong um I I guess I would be interested to revisit it like in a very sick and twisted way I mean like
1: uh, I I kind of regret that I just said that because I don't really feel like watching it again but I think it would be interesting <laughs> to talk about and dissect.
2: <laughs> patreon subscribers are you hearing this if you want to listen if you want to see us watch the love guru subscribe to the uh five dollar mike myers tier um where you can both get kira texting at 3am about mike myers and us watching the love guru
0: yeah exactly for that
2: So, like, Lisa, does your love for Mike extend, or extend like, beyond my, or uh, Wayne's world? Or is it just, like, is this, like, really, like, the root of it all?
3: I know. I feel like this is really the root of it all. And, like, I know we all hate Cat in the Hat, but he actually did a really amazing job in it, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I, I just feel yeah. like like, his personal life and, like. I think obviously, like Wayne's World stems from it, but between learning more about his personal life too over the years, I just think he's like a really great guy. And also, like I love that he's Canadian and like unabashedly Canadian. And I think that <laughs> I think that only adds to my love for him. But um, I know I'm not as I'm, I'm not as deep as Kira, but she is goals in terms of you know, to know more about him. Um, and I feel like he's a random person to stand to because like, I feel like the normal person doesn't talk about Mike Myers as much. Yeah. Not to say that we're quirky, but <laughs> 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 as a treat. Um,
0: yeah.
3: But he's an interesting person. And I think the Austin Powers movies, like, I feel like a lot of people are revisiting them right now, too. So it's nice to be able to talk about them. But I feel like everyone's a little bit too little too late, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have so many memes just in my camera roll, like ready to fire off, like about this movie and about Austin Powers. So like, yeah.
2: I <laughs> could uh, uh, I could see Austin Powers, uh, four one day being um, and maybe this is unfortunate. I don't know because I think it'd play in a theater great, but I kind of think if they ever do it, it'll be like one of those HBO Max originals. Um.
1: Well, there's supposed to be an animated series.
2: I would kind of love that if yeah. that
3: happened. But also speaking of animation, like no like when you think of Mike Myers, you always kind of forget about Shrek too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, like I literally just thought about it right now and I was like, wait, he literally voices Shrek and like Shrek is amazing. <laughs> All these millennials talk about Shrek, but no one wants to put some respect on the guy that voices him. Honestly, yeah.
2: like the first Shrek, uh, we did a episode on it earlier this year and yeah like it's fantastic but it's like amazing to me how the producers kind of screwed themselves over but also like yeah. one at the same time in the sense that like they happen to get those three actors and Cameron Diaz Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers and then by the fourth film it costs them like a collective like a hundred million just to renew all their contracts if not no, actually I think I'm like low-balling there I think it's like way more than that um just to get them to do, like, line ratings. And granted, they're all fantastic in their three roles, but, like, the price that they all were paid to just do that is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. God, what a what a cultural landmark, honestly.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> Never That's also, like, a very millennial thing. Zillennial, too, actually, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, well, Shrek, I I think we brought it up on the pod that we did, but it's kind of like, we often talk about uh, those movies that are like the bridge mm-hmm. between like Gen Z, Zillennial, and Millennial. Like, mm-hmm. there's very few. Exactly. It's like one of those. Like, I think we mentioned this, or uh, Shrek, that is, and SpongeBob were like two of the biggest ones. Yes. Um i mean do you have anything else that comes to mind lissa like in that category that would like bridge all three generations together
3: oh my gosh that's a tough question because I, I feel like i get called a millennial a lot too so i'm like is that just me but um i guess maybe like quoting vine could go could be there Absolutely. or like being Absolutely. on Vine. um what else like maybe like that early disney channel era. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Like, I would say, like, Hannah Montana and, like, uh, uh, Zach and Cody. And even, like, Lizzie. I guess Lizzie is more, like, millennial, zillennial. Like, I don't think Gen Z really knows what Lizzie McGuire is. I you could like, be wrong
3: about that. Because it was kind of, like, it spanned a few years. So you could get, like e- like, we kind of got the early half of it. And others got, like, the later half. So it kind of bridged the gap, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like
3: and also like yeah. when brought
2: up about vine, like I think that's like a very firm like bridge. Like, um, because my uh my Gen Z sister, she's very like mm-hmm. uh like she did a thing like anytime I would come over, like she would like put on like vine compilations and <laughs> it's like yeah. the most wholesome thing because she just knows that like it's the one thing that we all like I like like me and her agree on that's funny. And, like, she has, like, a go-to one that we just watch together sometimes. And
0: mm-hmm. it,
2: it's it's really sweet. And I think it's one of those things, like, also Spongebob, it's something I can, like, watch with her. But then again, if I, like, try to watch, like, the iCarly reboot with her, I just want to, like, play you know. Hair. It's absolutely terrible. It's so Wait. bad.
3: Someone said on Letterboxd for a review for Wayne's World, they said iCarly Carly for third for like people over thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Does that make
0: sense? Yeah. He, he has a TV show
3: that he's vlogging, I don't Is know. He's me, he kind of me up. I'm like, I don't know if it's bad that I don't get it, but maybe it, I do get it because we're almost all thirty, right? Halfway. Mid um,
1: thirty, mid twenties. Uh,
2: yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, that's that blew my mind actually when you said that. Is <laughs> Wayne
1: Campbell really a vlogger?
2: <laughs> um, last week we talked about like fake uh, articles with just the headline, and it's like uh, Wayne, the first vlogger? Question mark Like, I think m- maybe maybe he's like the first influencer.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say like, and he set the stone in terms of like. Uh, you're like your Deadpool. You're like Ferris Bueller' days off. Open day off. Like, he was the blueprint.
2: He was the blueprint. Um, I think because I mentioned I don't want to see like a Wayne's World three, but yeah. something I would kind of want to see that I know will never happen, and it's so specific, is I want Mike to create a TikTok account, but like in character as Wayne. Mm. Like,
3: wait, <laughs> I literally. <laughs> thinking about that and then I was like wait they're gonna make like uh, a third movie where it's like Wayne and Garth's kids but like the kids are gonna be some like TikTok stars and they're gonna like have it on Netflix it's gonna Netflix is gonna mess everything up like and Addison Rae is gonna be in it somehow as like the <laughs> actress and I'm like I got I got a little sweaty thinking about that and scared so maybe we don't want it
2: it's so funny. Addison Wright in
0: Wayne's
3: World. I could see it. It's like
1: she's playing Garth and like Dixie D'Amelio is playing Wayne.
3: Maybe <laughs> like we beat gender norms. Like, look at us.
2: <laughs> I, holy shit. My. I Yeah, I'm. yeah. Don't let wow. them hear
3: this podcast.
2: Yeah, don't give them any ideas. We have to edit this out. We cannot let them win this is the future liberals one
0: all right well
2: um so uh Lisa, do you have any final thoughts final statements on uh on the classic that is wayne's world
3: is there ever any final thoughts on wayne's world you know it encompasses everything I want to be and that I still do so I will keep talking about it with my friends and I will force you I will force all my future friends to watch it um, i trying to think final thoughts it's a classic if you are listening and you haven't given it a chance I hope we convinced you if not for the movie give it for Mike Myers a chance and I um, know I talked a lot about Mike Myers today too but I am a Dana I am a Dana Carvey stan as well so A lot of love to him. And then I was going to do a shout out to Chris Farley, but um, because he's one of my favorite guest casts uh, on this on this movie. So uh, go watch Wayne's World, I guess. Go watch Wayne's World.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Perfect movie. Um, And thank you for bringing it to us, by the way. uh, Yeah, this was your pick.
1: It was, it was such a treat. Like I was saying to Adam, like I texted him the other day and I'm like, so I'm supposed to get like hit by a hurricane. So I might like lose power. So if I can't record on Monday, like, and Mm then, um, the hurricane just was like nothing. And I was like, now I get to watch Wayne's world as like an act of self-care. So thank you so much
0: for bringing it to us.
3: That makes my heart so, so warm. Also, number one, that you're safe. Number two, that, self-care is watching wayne's world i need that on a t-shirt actually that'd be the next merch after um what did we say the merch item should be oh a lauren michaels production yeah 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 second merch is going to be my self-care is watching wayne's world there we go yeah um
2: i will say that i did watch this like curing a hangover this morning so like it yeah. was also self-care for me. Like, I was just, like, delighted and I felt good. I had turned down the volume at points because it was a little bit too loud for the hangover. But
0: <laughs> for the out. most
2: part, I... <laughs> but for the most part, it was just, like, ah, these sweet dudes. They're just, like, making my morning a little bit more pleasant. Yeah. Um,
1: it was also so nice to receive a text from you that just said, this is the funniest movie <laughs> because whenever we text each other like our policy is like we don't text each other while we're watching it like we like save the thoughts whenever we text each other like during the movie we like break that promise it's usually like this movie fucking sucks why are we watching this so it was a nice text to receive Adam
2: yeah yeah just like midway I can't remember what scene it was but I was just like yeah this is like hilarious um thank you so much for coming on
3: honored to be in the pod. Hope to be back soon for anything SNL-related. We should do, oh, we should do Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stop. So.
2: I, God, I. the way I wish that came out just a little bit earlier so okay. it could be, like, because it feels like a Zillennial movie. Like, it feels like one yeah. at its core. Um, well, we it, always have Hot Rod. <laughs> oh, oh, Hot Rod. Ooh. That's, uh, that might not, yeah, perhaps.
3: Much to think about. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> the devil um, and David
0: Lynch <laughs> ruined my family.
3: Hang
2: <laughs> Um, Lissa, is there anything you want to plug?
3: Ooh. Um, yes. Follow me on Letterboxd. My name is Lissa, Lisa, Lissa, L-I-S-S-A, twice. Um, fair warning, though. My reviews are stupid and it's just me being like john ham was really hot in this movie so you've been forewarned but as adam knows i do try to throw a little bit of uh comedic pieces here and there so please follow me on letterbox
2: <laughs> yeah i i can contend uh lissa's letterboxd is uh <laughs> is a uh it, it's a great place it's a great place to be um she she turns out genuinely funny stuff all the time um yeah it it, it was a pleasure having you on today um it
1: really was thank you (laughs) uh
2: you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler um and the (laughs) and the aggressively okay podcast is uh still still going um uh, the authorities have not found Joe's body yet, so legally we're still, um, still going strong. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's about it.
1: You can uh, follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji, and um, I have like something big creatively coming out this coming Sunday. Um, so that's like a few days after, uh, when this pod drops. So you'll all see what that is. I can't say what it is yet. Um, actually, I think it might be. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. The person that I'm doing this promotion thing with. Um, yeah. uh You could follow us on Twitter at Zelennial Canon. Uh, on Instagram at The Zelennial Canon. Leave us some reviews. Um, interact voicemails. Interact with our content. Um, yeah. (laughs) Our content. Our content. (laughs)
2: what are we bought out by pepsi and uh and pizza hut
1: god i wish i saw that slice of pizza and i was like advertising works (laughs) i I
2: mean i know we talked tonight about like being like anti-capitalist commercialism but like let's be honest if you guys want to like make us sell our souls and pay us like we'll do it we'll do
3: it let's be honest product placement works (laughs) it really does I'm a it weak man. Made
1: me yeah. so hungry to see that <laughs> pizza, and I like I want a Pepsi tomorrow. I'm considering on my lunch break just going to eat a uh, going to eat a slice with a style. Coke Freestyle.
3: Hashtag sponsored. Free
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we wish though.
2: Hashtag free plug. Um, yeah. <laughs> all like right. It. Well, bye on guys. that note, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>